0: Alrighty, welcome to Vitality Radio. My name is
1: Jared St. Clair. I am here with you each and every Saturday morning talking about health, nutrition, fitness, drugs, herbs, vitamins, chemicals, food. Today is mostly about food and we're going to talk about some, some lies that have been perpetrated upon the American citizenship. And we're going to discuss who's lying what they're lying about and what the truth is, what you can do to uh, take charge of your health, especially when it comes to things that you drink. That'll be the primary focus of today's Vitality Radio. Again, I am Jared St. Clair. Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us if you have any questions about the show anytime. 801-292-6662 is the number. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash vitality radio. That's the best place to interact with the show if you want to check out articles that I'm posting throughout the week, articles specifically that I've discussed on the show, and Many things that I don't have time to discuss on the show, they're all up there on Facebook. Also, you can jump on there and join the conversation and uh, ask me to present uh, new information or different information on the show, things like that. You can also interact with us through Vitality Nutrition. You can talk to any of our good people and make comments and suggestions about the show. We certainly appreciate those. Now, Vitality Radio has always been, from day one, which is now five and a half years ago, uh, was day one, almost to the day, Vitality Radio has been about advocacy. I've always wanted to put my best foot forward in terms of telling you what I believe to be the truth about health and nutrition, because the truth of the matter is, most everybody else is not telling you the truth. Now, In the age of the Internet, we have a lot more speakers of truth, a lot more bloggers, a lot more people that have started to take a stand and make a difference. Uh, One of my favorites being The Food Babe. If you're not familiar with her, I'm a big fan of her blog. She's made some really great changes with The Food Babe Army and uh, what they've been able to do. And there are some others out there doing a really great job as well. I've got a great mommy blog, as they call them, uh, called A Mom Walked Into a Bar, B-A-R-R-E. I think that's her last name. I haven't looked at the blog that much, but she wrote a really great article about uh, Gatorade and what's going on with that. And so there's some really cool stuff today. Now, I told you the primary topic is going to be things that you're being lied to about when it comes to your health. But specifically, I I was discussing this topic with my wife last night, and it turned out that four of the five things on my five my list of five that I wanted to discuss had to do with things that you drink. And so I she said, "Hey, why don't you make it five things that you drink and then you can do five things that you eat." You know, on a future show and I actually like that idea. So I looked at it a little bit more and decided to come up with five things that you drink that you have been told are good for you that are absolutely unequivocally not. So we're going to talk about that. Now, there's a variety of things on this list and I'm not going to spoil it. We'll go through them. They're not in any particular order, uh, but we'll get through them. And uh, it's going to be kind of a ranting type of a topic, but that'll be the primary topic. So we won't call it the rant, but there is a, another little thing that's got me laughing, chuckling, and a little irritated today. And we'll call that the morning rant.
0: In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant.
1: The morning rant. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about one of my favorite words and one of the most used tactics in marketing today, and that is straight-up blatant propaganda. Now, we usually think of propaganda as stuff the government is telling us, and they certainly feed us full of it on a regular basis, but food companies are really good at it as well through their marketing tactics, and there may not be another any better than Coca-Cola Company. Now, I went back and looked at the history of some of the slogans of Coca-Cola, and that's what I want to talk about today because it's Quite interesting how things have changed since 1886 when the first slogan came out for Coca-Cola, which was simply drink Coca-Cola and enjoy it, (laughs) which, okay, not that clever. But, yes, 1886, uh, you know, there were no big marketing gurus back then, I suppose, uh, and all they were really competing against, uh, well, was themselves because soda was kind of a brand new thing, right? Drink Coca-Cola and enjoy it. That's the first one. But they started to get a little more bold in the early 1900s, saying things that legally they couldn't say now, like Coca-Cola revives and sustains. Oh, yes, it does. It's such a health-promoting beverage. In 1927, they said that Coca-Cola was as pure as sunlight. Yes, that's what they said, pure as sunlight. Now food labeling wasn't what it is now back then and people really didn't know what was in Coke or if it was good for them or bad for them. They just knew that they should drink it and enjoy it because Coca-Cola told them to. And they felt that nice little kick, that little lift when they drank Coca-Cola. And they didn't know why because well, they just didn't know that much about food back then. Now we know a little bit more. But they did know in 1927 that Coca-Cola was certainly as pure as sunlight. Now, in 1928, just a year later, we were told that Coca Cola is a pure drink of natural flavors. Okay. Uh, next, 1932, ice cold sunshine. So now we're back to sunshine. Ice cold sunshine. Now that's clever, right? Because sunshine is warm and Coke is cold. And- That's a stupid slogan. The next thing, though, I want to point out is the late 60s. In fact, 1969. Now, what was going on in 1969? A lot of unrest in this country in 1969. But the other thing is new competition for Coca-Cola was popping up and giving them a run for their money. And they decided that they needed to be called the real thing. The real thing thing now we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second in 1986 it was about patriotism it was the red white and you that's coca-cola right there red white and you as american as apple pie right and actually even less healthy 2001 life tastes good life now they're talking about health again life and vitality and vigor and reviving and refreshing life tastes good in 2003 they were back to real 2005 make it real So all this real, real is a cool word, right? It sounds like healthy, nature, vitality, good things. But how many real things are in Coke? Actual things that weren't man-made. Well, water is is something that's in there. Uh, How about 2009? Open happiness. 2015, just last year. This year. Are we in 2015 still? Yeah, we're still in 2015. Good. I need to keep track of this. Make it happy. So I find those ones particularly interesting. Who knew that an addictive chemical-rich drink that helps people become diabetic, contract heart disease, gain visceral fat, slow down adrenal and thyroid function, and leads to things like kidney dialysis could actually also make you happy? How cool is that? It's awesome. Wow. Thanks, Coca-Cola Company. You are the best. In fact, not only does it make you happy, along with helping promote so many different diseases, it's a very multifaceted product. But in addition to that, in just this most recent Super Bowl, they had a commercial that was so touching that made my heart so warm inside as I watched the Coca-Cola commercial that basically stated that if we all just drank more Coke— we would no longer have childhood bullying. Yes, Coke can end bullying. And we know bullying is a big deal right now, especially online. So thanks to Coke, we have an answer for that as well. So while it is a little bit of a mixed bag, I mean, you know, diabetes, heart disease, uh, gaining fat, slowing down your adrenals and thyroids, all these different things. You know, those aren't, those aren't great things. Those aren't the great aspects of Coke, but let's not worry about those because... If we drink more Coke, we will be happy. We know that. It's just like drinking cold sunshine, right? It's real. Uh, It's patriotic. And we won't be bullies anymore. Coca-Cola. Pure marketing genius. All right. That's the rant for today. Very short, very sweet. Last week was 45 minutes long or two weeks ago, whenever it was that I went just crazy on the rant. This week, it was a little bit shorter, a little bit sweeter, but don't worry if you like the ranty side of Vitality Radio. There's more to come after this break. We're going to talk about five liquids other than regular Coca-Cola. Five drinks that have been promoted as useful for your health, if not necessary for your health, and they're all a big, fat lie. That's what we're talking about when we come back with Jared St. Clair on Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of me-too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgent's pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a mega dose of stimulants. Insurgent's pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants if you want a truly effective hype free pre-workout that tastes great is free of artificial colors and absolutely does the job refuse to conform and join the insurgents for more information about insurgents pre-workout call vitality nutrition 801-292-6662 that's 801-292-6662 welcome back It is Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. It's good to be with you every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about health, nutrition, fitness, and all things in between. And today mostly we're talking about food or more beverage, I guess it is. I'm going to try and expose some myths, some lies, some things that you've been told that you may actually believe that just aren't true about things you're drinking and your health, and I think you might be surprised by some of these, and for those of you who have taken a little more time to educate yourselves on this, maybe you won't be too surprised, but I think you'll enjoy the content anyway. Let's just get right into this topic. This is important to me because one of the things that happens at Vitality Nutrition You know, we have people come in looking for vitamins and minerals and herbs and things to help with all kinds of different problems: stress and anxiety and weight loss and all these things. And you know, we're there to help people with those types of issues, and we like to talk to them about these things. But one of the first things that we have to do is we need to ask them, "Well, what are you taking into your body right now? You know, what are you what are you living on? What's your food like? What's your drink like? How much water are you drinking? uh, What are you drinking other than water? And all this other kind of stuff. And what is alarming to me is how many people are drinking things like soda and Gatorade and milk. Yeah, milk. Now, milk does a body good, right? That's been the slogan for a long time. And then it went from does a body good to got milk and cute little things like Taylor Swift with milk mustaches, you know, telling us that this stuff is amazing for us. Well, that's lie number one. Let's talk about milk and does it do a body good? All right. So here's what's interesting. Milk sales are down. Now, when I say milk sales, I'm specifically talking about regular old pasteurized, homogenized, hormone-rich, antibiotic-rich milk. Why is it down? Why are the sales down for this stuff? Is it because it doesn't taste good anymore? People don't like cereal anymore? What's going on with milk? Well, in reality, people are starting to learn that maybe it's not as good for you as we thought it was. And there are a lot of things coming out. If you go into your average grocery store, I was at Smith's the other day, and you know what? They have almost as much shelf space allotted to milk alternatives as they do to milk now. They've got a couple of whole... uh, doors full of almond milk, soy milk, coconut milk. I saw cashew milk. That's something new just over the last few months. Combinations of almond with coconut milk, a variety of different flavors, vanilla, original, chocolate, and so on and so on and so forth. And if you look even in the creamer section, you have always had non-dairy creamer and dairy creamer, and now you've got other alternative creamers, more natural than non-dairy creamer. So sales are down. Got milk has been the big promotional thing for milk for years now and they're changing it. They're changing got milk because sales are down. they need to come with come up with something else. I found a website earlier that uh, was well pretty darn funny, I must say, and they've come up with new advertising slogans for milk that they think, would work really well. Now, I, it, this is from a, a website called List of X or List of 10. Uh, it's a capital X like the Roman numeral. List of 10 came up with some pretty clever stuff. So I'm going to share it with you. And then we're going to talk about why milk is not doing your body good. Number one, they think that one of the best slogans might just be this, milk with an exclamation point. Just don't think about where it came from. Number two, the only beverage that Justin Bieber isn't drinking... Number three, recommended by four out of five Santas. That's a good point. Milk, the cool white stuff that you don't have to shovel. Milk, it's great for your health because our cows feed feed contains 20% antibiotics. Milk, uncrunch your cereal. (laughs) Milk, contains protein, calcium, and milk. Milk, buy our milk or we'll have to kill the cow. Milk. Occupy milk. Drink the one percent. And the last one, time to buy a new carton of milk because the one in your fridge is probably expired. And we don't really know whether you're supposed to recycle the empty carton or throw it out. So just do whatever you want to do, but just make sure you buy more milk. Now, that's probably too long for a slogan, but I think these guys have a good point. I particularly liked number... Oh, shoot. Which one was it? Number five. Milk, great for your health because our cows feed contains 20% antibiotics. Well, that's just one of the problems with milk. Now, I want to have a little disclaimer here myself about this milk topic because if you've listened to Vitality Radio before, you may have heard me talk about raw milk. Now, raw milk is very controversial. The dairy farmers of Utah, for, or, well, Utah and America, for that matter, really would just as soon not talk about raw milk because, gal, it's hard to handle. I mean, it only has a couple weeks shelf life and it's got to be kept really cold um, to you know keep it pure and free of, of uh, dangerous bacteria and things like that. Whereas if you pasteurize milk, man, you can just slaughter all that stuff. So you don't have to worry about it. And it separates. So it's kind of unsightly. You got this creamy stuff on the top and the clearer stuff at the bottom. And homogenization, as we know, really solves that problem. There's just a lot of reasons why raw milk is a a bad thing for dairy farmers of the large scale. For the small dairy farmers, maybe not so much. But let me tell you the difference between raw milk and pasteurized homogenized milk. There's about a hundred things that I could point to. Uh, It all boils down to the processing, but not just the processing. It just so happens that raw milk dairies, as a rule also treat their or their cows much much better in fact they have to they have to because they can't get away with all the things that make cows sick and cause problems because they're not pasteurizing the milk to kill all that stuff that ends up in the milk from sick cows so that's aside from the point so when i'm talking about milk here i'm not talking about raw milk and if you're wondering if you can even buy raw milk anymore Indeed, you can. You can buy raw milk at Real Foods Market. Now, Real Foods Market doesn't give me a nickel for talking about them on the show, but I like those guys, even though technically they're competitors of Vitality Radio. I don't look at it like that because they're doing good things. We're doing good things. And one thing they can do because they own the farm is they can sell raw milk. And after every Vitality Radio, every Saturday morning, it's a it's part of my routine. I drive from here to Sugar House, and I pick up raw milk for my family. So if you want raw milk, I'm going to give you a pass. But If you're buying pasteurized homogenized milk, it's not doing your body good. Let's talk about why. Milk is more than a drink, right? It's like this cultural phenomenon. It's this big thing. It's an icon of American culture, and it's also a myth. In 2001, the average American child was consuming 104 quarts of cow's milk a year, which is about 26 gallons. All right. So that's about a gallon every other week. So half a gallon a week, it's quite a bit of milk. That's the average. Keep in mind, some kids don't drink any milk. So some kids are drinking a lot. Uh, Yeah, that's a lot of milk. So isn't that a good thing? We've been told milk does a body good. We've been told that it builds your bones, that it has lots of calcium and protein. And you know what? If you buy skim milk, it doesn't even have a lot of fat. And we all know that fat's horrible for you. Okay, that's going to be part two of this conversation. Fat is not horrible for you. Okay, just keep that in the back of your mind. But now, back to milk. Many scientific studies have shown an assortment of detrimental health effects directly linked, directly linked to milk consumption. The most surprising link probably actually has to do with your bone health or lack thereof. Yeah, believe it or not. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of all this because I don't have a lot of time to talk about it other than to say that pasteurized homogenized milk is very acidifying to the system, which means that the body has to control the acid in the blood, and the way it controls the acid in the blood is by pulling calcium from where? the most calcium-rich area of the body, which indeed is your bones. So, you drink milk, your body becomes acidified, it throws calcium at it from the bones, therefore reducing the benefit of milk dramatically for your bones because you're actually leaching calcium, not absorbing it. In fact, the absorption of calcium is so poor in pasteurized milk that even though 300 milligrams per cup 300 milligrams per cup, that's a lot of calcium, is in there. The amount that you actually absorb is minuscule and really not worth it. So let's look at some of the statistics. We know from clinical studies that consumption of dairy products, particularly at the age of 20 years old, where they did a study on 20-year-olds and then watched them over time, that it was associated with an increased risk of hip fracture in old age. And a 12-year-long Harvard Nurses Health study found that those who consumed the most calcium from dairy foods actually broke more bones than those who rarely drank milk. This was a broad study, too. Almost 80,000 women, ages 34 to 59, took part in the study in uh and uh, the Harvard Nurses Study, and they found that they actually broke more bones. Now, listen to this one. The countries with the highest rates of osteoporosis, including America, are also, not coincidentally, the ones who drink the most milk and have the most calcium in their diets. The connection between calcium consumption and bone health is actually very weak, and the connection between dairy consumption and bone health is actually non-existent. Until the end of the 19th century, though, what were we drinking? We were drinking raw milk. Now the processes actually make milk more dangerous. Now, you may have seen on your milk carton or your yogurt or your cheese, some brands now saying that they're made without from cows that are not treated with RBGH or RBST. And then you'll see a disclaimer right under that that says, even though there is no evidence that RBST or RBGH is actually bad for you because the Dairy Council fought hard for that disclaimer, really, really hard. In fact, they just about demanded it of politicians because we don't want people to think that the stuff we're putting in their milk, their, their holy glass of milk that's so good and beneficial for their bones could actually also be causing cancer. Yeah also perhaps could be causing cancer. How does that strike you? Not so good, right? So here's the thing. RBGH and RBST, uh, kind of two versions of the same thing. Made originally by Monsanto, our good buddies, the people who really more than anyone I know care about your health, even more than the people at Coca-Cola, believe it or not. I know. It's hard hard to imagine. But the Monsanto people are super awesome. I mean, they really, really are. They're the ones that brought us Roundup. And then so that they could sell more Roundup, they brought us Roundup-ready corn because now they can spray Roundup on the corn and the corn doesn't die, but the weeds do. And that's awesome. So we love Monsanto. I mean, we, we really do. They're, they're the best. Okay. So we can trust them. We know that Monsanto would never, absolutely never, do anything to hurt our health this is not what they do it's not what they stand for they're they're wonderful citizens of our community so they did happen to bring out this hormone though this rbgh now rbgh is recumbent bovine growth hormone and you know what it does it makes cows grow faster so they can produce milk sooner and it also makes them produce more milk so that's awesome because we need more milk we've already discussed why it's so important um Uh, yeah, well, okay, maybe milk's not important, but still, it does make the dairy farmers more money, so the Dairy Council really loves RBGH and RBST. If you are going to drink dairy products that are not raw, that are not organic, it better say free of RBGH and RBST because it is believed now in clinical research that you may be four times as likely, four times as likely to develop breast cancer From regular consumption of that hormone through dairy products because of what it does to mess up your endocrine system. Four times more likely. So, although that little disclaimer's there that says there's no proof, the truth of the matter is there's plenty of proof. They just want to bottle up that proof. (sighs) Milk does not do a body good. Now, milk was probably my biggest part of this whole thing in terms of time. I still have four more to get to, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other four drinks, the other four drinks that you've been told lies about, one of them being one that you might be giving your kids before and after sports, and that's called Gatorade. We're going to talk about that when we come back on Vitality Radio with Jared St. Clair. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is, that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns, naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662, that's 801-292-6662, or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at VitalityRadioPod.com. All righty, welcome back. It is Vitality Radio, and I am Jared St. Clair. Five and a half years we've been doing this show, and I love it. Thank you for listening to Vitality Radio. It's such a great opportunity for me to talk about stuff that I'm passionate about. And I hope that things that I discuss here are helpful for you and your family's health because that's what we're doing here. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. And if you've got comments, questions, or any other kind of interactions, you can call us 801-292-6662. You can certainly also jump on... Vitality Radio on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio, and talk to us there. Now, back to the main topic of the show. The main topic of the show today, if you're just joining us, five beverages that you've been told are super helpful for you for your health, but, well... (laughs) They were lying. It is what it is, right? Uh, Milk was number one. Let's go to number two. We're going to talk about Gatorade. Now, I'm going to hit Gatorade, but please do not mistake this for a rant only about Gatorade. Let's certainly allow Powerade and all the other aides in the sport drink world to uh, join the party because they all pretty much fall into this category. So, Gatorade's the key to hydration, right? It's on the sidelines of NFL games, NBA games. When LeBron was cramping really, really bad last year, he was drinking Gatorade. Huh, weird. All right, so anyway, what's the deal with this Gatorade, man? It's pretty, right? I mean, they got this new packaging, too. It's got the G, the big G, and and it, it comes in like bright red and bright orange and bright yellow and bright green now, and, and then blue. Blue, that's a... That's an awesome color. Um, and it even comes now with like ones that don't have sugar in them and ones that do have sugar in them. So if you're watching your weight but you're still trying to hydrate, you can drink the stuff without sugar, which is artificially sweetened, which actually has been proven to help you gain more weight. But we'll talk about that when we talk about diet soda. So Gatorade, is it awesome? First, let's talk about what's in Gatorade, okay? The Gatorade um, – ingredients list. The Gatorade ingredients panel is very interesting stuff because it's like a hodgepodge of all the best things not to put in your body. Yeah, that's right. In fact, it's reminiscent of something along the lines of Coke, but actually worse in terms of the ingredients here. This is from grape Gatorade. So this would be the purple one. I didn't even mention that color. It's got water. It's got sucrose syrup, sucrose syrup, and Glucose, fructose, syrup are both sugar, right? And sucrose syrup generally would come from beets, sugar beets, which are genetically modified. So that's not good. And the glucose fructose syrup generally would come from corn, also mostly genetically modified. So that's also not good. But then there's also the fact that they're just pure sugar. So, you know, whatever. And then it's got citric acid. It's got natural grape flavor, right? That's good except that natural flavor means virtually nothing uh, if you look at the regulations for that. And then it's got salt. So that's awesome, right? Because salt is good when you're sweating, you're unloading a bunch of salt, you need to get more salt in. We all know that. That's common knowledge. And then it has another kind of salt called sodium citrate. And then it has this awesome stuff called monopotassium phosphate. Potassium, it's another key electrolyte. you got to get it in. Unfortunately, monopotassium phosphate, not... Well, it's not the best source of potassium you can find, but what I like to, because I think this is great, especially for your kids. Let's say your 10-year-old sees LeBron or even, you know, some of these jazz players. I'm in the jazz uh, radio network right now. He sees him drinking Gatorade during the game, and he's like, man, that's what I need so I can be awesome, and it looks awesome because it's purple and it tastes really good and it's cool, well, it has red 40 and blue 1 in it. Those are both artificial colors. And we know, we absolutely know, clinically proven, that red 40 creates more issues neurologically uh, for people, for kids who have ADD or ADHD. Um, yeah, it causes them to go a little bit crazy uh, compared to the other. And, of course, sugar also can play a role in that. So... Yeah, that's what I want to give my kids, right? So those are your ingredients list, but let's talk a little bit more about Gatorade from a study that was done about whether or not it actually hydrates you. In 2004 and 2005, Martin Schwellness of the University of Cape Town ran two studies, one on an ultramarathon, okay, that's like 100 miles, and another on an Ironman, which is even harder than running 100 miles. He observed a number of variables, but with regard to cramping, The only hydration-related differences that showed up were that the runners who cramped had a significantly lower sodium concentration in their sweat and a significantly higher magnesium concentration. This is basically the opposite of what Gatorade promises because Gatorade says if you get more salt and more potassium that you'll be more hydrated and therefore you won't cramp as much. Hmm. Hmm. The truth of the matter is that according to Gatorade's research on sodium and potassium, the runners who didn't cramp were actually worse or less hydrated than the runners who did, if hydration means salt and potassium. The truth of the matter is those are not the only two electrolytes. In fact, they're not even the most important electrolytes, and they are the two most common electrolytes in food, the easiest ones to get. So most of us don't need to supplement sodium and potassium. The vast majority of us don't. What we do need to supplement is magnesium, but there's no magnesium in Gatorade or Powerade. Why? Honestly, I have no earthly idea because it ought to be in there. But I've been telling you for years, and I will continue to tell you this, that trace minerals, the whole group of trace minerals and I'm not talking about potassium and sodium because those are more along the lines of what you would call a macro mineral along with calcium. These are minerals that you get a lot of in your food. I mean, most of us get too much sodium, not, not enough. But magnesium, boron, molybdenum, selenium, these are the minerals that we're actually showing if we supplement these minerals, we have less health incidences rather than more health incidences, particularly magnesium. So if you really want to hydrate your child, this summer, when he's out there running around playing football or tennis or soccer or rugby or whatever it is, basketball, hydrate with minerals. There's a product that I really, really love. It's called Endure Drops. It's made in Utah, and it's an amazing product. Another one made by the some, same company sorry, called Concentrates, which is even more of a favorite of mine. But those two products are liquids you can add to water, and you'll hydrate infinitely better than any of these bogus sports drinks without messing with your mind, without messing with your blood sugar levels, without messing with all the nasty chemicals that they put in these sports drinks, and then call them good for your kids. They are not. Please stay away. If you have questions about how to create your own super sports drink, we can help you at Vitality Nutrition. You wouldn't think I'd mess up nutrition, that word, after all this time. We can help you at Vitality Nutrition. So uh, please come to us and talk to us about that. The next topic fluoride in our water. 70% of America, including Utah, and honestly, I'm not sure about Montana. We'll need to find out, has fluoridated water in most, most of its communities. And of course, that's good, right? Because it prevents tooth decay, um, it's super safe. Okay. Earlier on Facebook, I posted 50 arguments, five zero, 50 arguments against fluoride, and they're all valid in my opinion. Fluoride in the water. I'm only going to hit the highlights. Number one, fluoride is the only chemical added to water for the purpose of a medical treatment. Now, remember, last time I checked, we had this constitution thing. We're supposed to be a free country. All that stuff, right? Now, you who lean a little bit more libertarian like I do might think that freedom is mm, eroding a little bit in this country. Well, there may not be any better proof than this one. Now, yes, democratically, these things have been done. They've voted for fluoride. The people have voted for fluoride. But that's not okay, and I'll tell you why. Because fluoride is a drug. Fluoride is a drug. The FDA classifies it as a drug. So if it's a drug, why is it in our water? It doesn't purify water on any level. It is there for a medical treatment, and we're all being forced to take it. That's not different than putting Prozac in the water because, well, maybe it would help prevent depression or maybe a natural thing like vitamin D in the water because maybe that would help to eliminate bone fractures, right? Or maybe we should put more calcium in the water. Because we know the calcium in milk is doing our bodies good, right? We just discussed that. Okay, number two, fluoridation is unethical. Yeah, it's unethical because informed consent is standard practice for all medication. And the one key reason why most of Western Europe has ruled against fluoridation is because you shouldn't be drugged against your will. But we are being drugged. And about half of us, roughly, if you look at the polls, against our will. The dose cannot be controlled. Once fluoride's in the water, it all depends on how much you drink, how much you shower, how much you swim, how much you use it in your cooking, and so on and so on and so forth. So we have no real idea how much fluoride we're getting. So you can't even control the dose. That's a problem, right? Fluoride is not an essential nutrient, and I cannot stress this one enough. There is no disease, including tooth decay. No disease, including tooth decay is caused by a fluoride deficiency. In fact, not a single biological process has ever been found that requires fluoride. On the contrary, there is an extensive list of evidence that fluoride can interfere with many important biological processes. Fluoride interferes with numerous enzymes, When it combines with aluminum, fluoride interferes with what are called G proteins. Such interactions give aluminum-fluoride complexes the potential to interfere with signals from growth factors, hormones, and neurotransmitters. More and more studies indicate that fluoride can interfere with your biochemistry in fundamental ways, according to a recent compilation of studies done in 2010. How about this one? Your babies. Do they need fluoride? Well, when our bodies, and of course I'm talking about mother's bodies here, produce milk, it is very, very low in fluoride naturally. In fact, get this, a breastfed baby receives roughly 300 times less fluoride than a bottle-fed baby in areas where fluoridated water is used. 300 times. There's virtually no fluoride, virtually no fluoride in breast milk, but there's a ton of it in your bottle-fed infants, people who are using formula and are using fluoridated milk. So if you are using formula, please use purified water, water that does not contain fluoride. And don't buy this bullcrap that Nestle is trying to sell you when they're selling you water fortified with fluoride. What a load of crock that is. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we've got all kinds of reasons not to have fluoride in our water, but it's in our water, so you got to do something about it. There are now purifiers, quite a few good ones. I've been told, I have not researched this one very much, but my team has at Vitality that Berkey A company called Berkey has a great water purifier that actually can wipe out fluoride. There are others as well. Uh, Look into those if you're worried about it, and you should be. There's never been a single randomized controlled trial in the 60 years that fluoride has been being added to water in this country. There has never been a single randomized controlled trial to demonstrate fluoridation's effectiveness or safety. And let me give you one more thing to think about. The benefit of fluoride is almost 100% topical application, not systemic application. So if you do believe that fluoride is good for your teeth, and that argument's out there as well, maybe it's not. But we do know that when it does help your teeth, it's applied topically, such as in mouth rinses and toothpaste, things like that, not systemically. Systemically, it actually goes to the rest of the bones primarily and calcifies them. That sounds good, right? But overcalcification of the bones does what? Creates fractures. And we know that there are more fractures per capita in fluoridated communities than there are in unfluoridated water communities. So just one more lie <sighs> about stuff you drink. My word. The list goes on and on. So I'm looking at the clock, and I've got just a few minutes left. So we're going to hit one more quickie on the list of five and that'll get us to four and then we're going to have to go on to five maybe in the next show so i'm going to leave you hanging with a little cliffhanger here but the last one is diet soda diet soda a study analyzed data from 749 people aged 65 and older who were asked every couple of years how many cans of soda they drink a day and how many of those sodas were diet or regular, those answers ended up being extremely predictive of abdominal fat gain. Even after the researchers adjusted for factors like diabetes, smoking, and level of physical activity, people who drink diet soda gained about 0.8 inches, almost one inch, around their waists over the study period. But people who drank diet soda every day gained 3.2 inches, 3.2 inches around their waist. Those who fell in the middle, occasional drinkers of diet soda, gained about 1.8 inches. So I uh, misread the first part of that. People who didn't drink diet soda gained a little less than an inch. People who drank diet soda daily gained 3.2 inches, and people who drank it occasionally 1.8 inches around their waist. How can it be? There's no calories. I mean, it says right on the can, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Zero. Well, zero does have three artificial sweeteners, and we've talked about why that's a bad thing. You don't have time to get into it right now, but let's talk about another study. A recent study in mice showed that artificial sweeteners actually changed the gut bacteria of mice in ways that made them vulnerable to insulin resistance and glucose intolerance, both of which can lead to weight gain and eventually diabetes. And other mice research suggests that artificial sweeteners are actually associated with a drop in an appetite regulating hormone called leptin. <laughs> yeah, leptin actually inhibits hunger. So diet soda actually makes you more hungry? Oh, oh, it's terrible. Mm. But it does say diet on the can, so it must help you lose weight, right? Oh boy, what a fallacy that is. So we went through four. I wanted to go into more detail on the diet soda, but we did diet soda a little bit a few months ago. And you can find that on our website if you want to hear more about it. Um, If you're drinking Diet Coke and you're thinking it's better than regular Coke, I actually believe you are wrong. If you're drinking regular Coke, you're also wrong. Don't drink soda. It's bad for you. That's the advice I'd like you to take away from Vitality Radio today. So I want to talk about one more thing. I got just a few minutes to do it, and I think it's important, uh, so we're going to do it. One of the big problems in this country right now is that we're giving people too many antibiotics, right? We've talked about that. In fact, it's such a big problem, they're actually looking at animal feed and using human antibiotics in animal feed, and companies like Tyson, who produces more chicken than anybody in this country is actually saying that by 2017, they're going to take human antibiotics out of their feed program. Yay, Tyson! It only took you 100 years. It's awesome. Congratulations. You guys are great. So they're going to do it at least. Why are they going to do it? Because you know what? It's finally becoming so bad that they have to do it. The government is even starting to step in, sort of, and make voluntary (laughs) mandates whatever that means, and tell these companies that they really need to do this, but, well, you don't really have to if you don't want to. But, you know, you should because it's good for human population and stuff. But regardless, Tyson's actually going to knock it out by 2017. They're getting rid of it. Uh, Human antibiotics. That doesn't mean they're not going to be using animal antibiotics because, trust me, they will be, which still means the chicken that is not raised organically, eh, not particularly good for you but at least they're getting rid of the human antibiotics. But why is this antibiotic problem such a big deal? Well, it's a big deal for so many reasons. We've talked about MRSA and all these other problems that people have, these antibiotic-resistant superbugs. But let's talk about non-antibiotic-resistant bugs that recur. Things like ear infections, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, Bladder infections, kidney infections, and so on and so forth. Now, if you're one of the many people, mostly women, but not exclusively women, who gets chronic urinary tract infections, it's probably due to the treatment. You get a urinary tract infection. It hurts like heck. You go into the doc. The doc says antibiotics. You take the antibiotics. The urinary tract infection goes away, as does all the good bacteria that fights off infection. And so then... A few months later, you get a urinary tract infection. The doctor says antibiotics, and the cycle goes on and on and on. Did you know that half of women in this country, half of women in this country, have experienced a urinary tract infection at least once in their life, and half of those women, which is 25 percent of adult women in this country, have chronic urinary tract infections, meaning more than two a, more than two a year. If you're one of these women, you know that these are murder. They're extremely no fun and they can cause a lot of problems. And of course, the antibiotics and the results of the antibiotics, side effects of antibiotics are no good either. So maybe there's another way. Cranberry juice, that's been the gold standard of natural nutrition to fight urinary tract infections. And the reason is because it has in it uh, something called proanthocyanidins. These are antioxidants that help to prevent bacteria from sticking to the lining of the urinary tract and there's no doubt that that is true however as the cranberry growers of america have told us cranberry juice is gross unless you add a lot of sugar i mean that's actually almost exactly verbatim what the president of their association said okay it's not verbatim but it's exactly what he said cranberry juice is just not tasty unless you put a whole crap load of sugar in it So cranberry juice, maybe not a good idea because sugar, well, it's not a good idea, especially if you're prone to infections because bacteria love sugar. Yeast loves sugar. Fungal infections love sugar. So what do you do? Well, there's cranberry pills, right? Cranberry pills are actually pretty awesome if you get a good one. Uh, I like them, and they can make a big difference, and there's some very good clinical research. But there's an ingredient that comes out of France, and this ingredient is called UTI rose there's only so many things I can say about UTI rose because, well, the FDA doesn't like us to say things about stuff that's natural that actually could prevent you from needing something that's synthetic that comes from a doctor or a prescription. That it really upsets them that we would ever want to use something natural instead of a drug. It's frustrating as heck to them because, well, their buddies uh, in the big pharma industry, well, they like to sell drugs as many as they can right? So these cyclical bacterial infections are awesome for the drug business because every time you get one, you got to go see the doc. You got to go get another antibiotic. Awesome. Well, the truth of the matter is there are things you can do. Cranberry capsules are one thing. You want to make sure you get a really good one. My favorite one is called Pac-Cran. Pac-Cran. It's like Pac-Man, but Pac-Cran. And then there's another thing called UTI Rose. Clinically, they've shown something that is incredible with UTI rose. Within 24 hours of ingesting the clinical dose of UTI rose, which is just a unique extract of an herb called hibiscus, they found zero bacteria in the urinary tract within 24 hours. The urinary tract is not supposed to have good or bad bacteria. It's supposed to be sterile. It's supposed to be clean. So if we can have zero bacteria, we can have zero infections. Amazing stuff. You should look into it. There's a product called UT Intensive made by Ridgecrest Herbals. UT Intensive contains both the pack Cran and the UTI Rose, and in my opinion, is your best first line of defense. If you want to keep your urinary tract clean and healthy, it's an awesome option. So check it out. Hey, I got to run. Time has passed me by. It's been a pleasure bringing the show to you. I'm going to talk about more liquids that you've been lied about. On the next time that I come on Vitality Radio, you've been listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio.
0: You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Wyndham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source.